Welcome to the Kiara Goes Global podcast, a space for young adults to explore all things travel, lifestyle, and well-being. We share stories and real talk as we navigate adulthood, and we hope to inspire you to show up as your full self throughout life's journey. Guided by your host, Kiara Mason, let's enjoy this journey together. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be chatting a little bit more about my cross-Canada solo road trip. So for those of you that have been following me for quite some time, you'll know that I recently located to Ontario from BC. This happened last summer in the summer of 2022, and I was relocating for work, which was very exciting. And upon making that decision, I had to decide how I was going to get there. So for me, I decided that I wanted to bring my car with me, which meant that I was officially going to be doing a cross-Canada road trip in my car to move myself from BC to Ontario. I was actually really excited about this because I have always wanted to do a cross-Canada road trip, but I've never really had the opportunity to do that. So this was a really exciting opportunity for me. And I wanted to share this experience with all of you as well, so you can make some notes for your own cross-country road trips in the future. After doing some reflecting and planning, it was decided that I was going to be doing this road trip alone. So it was going to be a solo cross-Canada road trip, which was going to be really exciting, but I knew there was going to be quite a bit of planning that had to go into it. And nailing down the route that I was going to be taking in my car was one of the most important parts of the planning process for me. I definitely wanted to take my time and enjoy the journey, but unfortunately, I was on a bit of a time limit. I had a certain date that I needed to be in Ontario to start my job, obviously. And unfortunately, I couldn't leave earlier than I had wanted to because my cousin was getting married. And so I essentially left right after her wedding. So I did have a very specific time limit that I was working with. In the future, I definitely would have spread it out more. But unfortunately for me, I only had six days total from when I was able to leave and the date that I needed to arrive in Toronto. So very specific time limit that I was working with. And I had to make sure that I was planning out that route in advance so I could cover enough ground each day and actually make it there in time. I wanted to make sure that I was covering some good ground each day, but I also didn't want to be driving too long. Like I didn't want to be doing 12 plus hour days of driving. Maybe some people can handle it, but for me, I think about eight to nine hours was about my max. So that was a bit what I planned to do. 
And from there, I started doing a bunch of different research and mapping out different routes that I thought would work best for me. So I'm going to share a little bit about the route that I took with all of you. Of course, there are many different routes that you can take to journey across Canada, but this was the option that made the most sense for me, leaving from the Okanagan in BC. My very first day, I traveled from the Okanagan all the way into Lethbridge, Alberta. My second day brought me to Brandon, Manitoba. On my third day, I drove out to Thunder Bay, Ontario. And so these three days were quite heavy because I was covering a lot of provinces in those days. I did do my best to stop along the way, but it was quite driving heavy in those first few days. On the fourth day of driving, I drove from Thunder Bay to Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. The reason that I chose this stop in particular is because we do have some family in the area. So I actually wound up staying with them for a couple of nights to have a little bit of a break from driving and take a little bit of time to relax. And on my last day of driving, I drove from Sault Ste. Marie into Toronto. So it was definitely a long journey, but one of the best things that I did when I was planning this route was giving myself that extra day for a little bit of recovery time in Sault Ste. Marie. It was really helpful for me to have that day of rest and relaxation in between all the different driving that I was doing. Of course, an alternative option would be just spreading out the entire trip more and stopping at more places along the way. So if you are in the process of planning a trip, that is definitely something that I could recommend. You could easily stretch it out to a week or two or even more if you really wanted to enjoy the journey along the way. Before I went on the road trip itself, one of the biggest questions I had to ask myself was what I was going to bring on this big road trip. Obviously, I was moving myself a few provinces away, so my car was pretty much filled to the brim with the things that I needed to move. But apart from that, there were a few specific things that I wanted for the road trip itself. And the first thing on that list for me that I thought was really important was entertainment. <laughs> I think this was especially relevant because I was going to be traveling by myself. So I wanted to make sure that I had something to listen to throughout my many hours of driving. I asked friends for different song and podcast recommendations so that I had a lot of material. And it was definitely a must for me. My favorite podcast that actually got me through those long days on the road wound up being Welcome to Our Show. It's a podcast that features some of the cast from New Girl. So if you're a diehard New Girl fan like me, then you should definitely check out the podcast. They talk about rewatching the show and lots of the behind the scenes content of the episodes. So I was very engaged during that. It kept me laughing and it felt like I was sitting there with friends and chatting. So that was a lot of fun for me and definitely kept me engaged and alert throughout my drive. 
Of course, another feature that should be really high up on the list is safety. Having your car stocked with emergency gear is always a good idea, just in case you get stranded. So I double checked that I'd be all good to go on that front. I also had a car charger in my car so that I could make sure that my phone didn't die throughout the journey. Of course, maps and navigation apps are also really important because the last thing you want is to get lost. Thankfully for me, the route was fairly simple most of the time because I was just following the highway, but it was really helpful for me to still have those backup apps. I usually use Google Maps on my phone, which is another reason why my phone needed to be charged and working. So having all these technological pieces in place ahead of time was really important for me. I also did a full car checkup at my dealership before I left just to make sure that my car would be in tip-top shape throughout the entire long journey. If you have the chance to do that and fit that in before your trip, I definitely recommend. Just since you're going to be covering so much ground, it's nice to have that extra little peace of mind. Of course, what is a road trip without snacks? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am a big fan of having snacks for the road. I did my best to bring some things with me so I wouldn't have to consistently stop and get food throughout the drive, which did help a lot. It was also really helpful that most of the hotels I stayed at throughout my journey included breakfast. So that was one less meal for me to have to worry about. I did pack a lot of healthy snacks. I tried to pre-pack sandwiches as well so I could easily eat them while driving. I actually brought a cooler with me so that I could have some things in there and easily pull over, make a quick snack, and then continue driving. So I'd recommend that if you have one that you can bring with you for the duration of your trip. And of course, taking breaks every now and then is really helpful when you're on the road. So it is really important to find that balance between driving and taking breaks. And of course, drinking a lot of water is really important. You want to make sure that you're staying hydrated. So make sure you've got lots of water on standby. One additional fun thing that I decided to bring with me for the road trip was a diffuser. So I'm a huge fan of my diffuser. I have it from Sage Wellness. I use it a lot of the time at home. And right before I was about to go on this road trip, they actually released a cordless diffuser that you could bring with you in your car. So that sounded very exciting to me. And I decided to grab one for my solo road trip and just test it out, see how it works. I'm really glad that I did. It was actually really nice and refreshing to have it in my space while I was driving. I just filled it up in the morning with the water and the oils that I had, put it on the intermittent setting, and it actually lasted almost the whole day. And I recharge it every night and then do it again in the morning. So it was a really great way to keep myself just fresh 
calm and feeling really grounded throughout the journey. It also helps with having a bit of an air freshener throughout that time. It was just a really great experience for me and I was a huge fan of the diffuser. It impacted me a lot more than I thought. This is not something that is sponsored, but I do have a link to check out Sage Wellness if you're interested in checking them out. It was definitely a game changer for me, and I'm so glad I had it on the trip. One of my biggest concerns going on this trip was, of course, first of all, surviving my cross-Canada solo road trip. It is a long journey, so I wanted to make sure that I was being safe and getting there in one piece. But another really big part of it for me was figuring out how to enjoy that journey as much as I possibly could. Doing a bunch of planning before the road trip was actually really helpful for just knowing that I'd be able to make it through the journey. Planning out my days, seeing how long it would take me to drive from one spot to the next, and knowing where I had a little bit of wiggle room was really helpful. As I mentioned, When I was driving myself, I found that having some form of entertainment was really important to help keep myself occupied, and the podcasts in particular were more helpful for me. I found that sometimes just listening to music can make me a little bit sleepy on longer drives, so podcasts definitely felt more engaging. And of course, it was also really important for me to take some frequent breaks. And this is the part where I actually got the most enjoyment out of the trip. Obviously, I would have loved to have spent more time in each place that I stopped at along the way. But at the very least, having the chance to stretch my legs and check out some local spots was really cool. It was a way to make the road trip a lot less isolating, just having those moments where I could connect with other people or check in with my family and let them know where I'm at on my route that I had planned. That definitely helped a lot. And at the end of it all, of course, I arrived safe and sound in Toronto and the journey felt like it was truly worthwhile. Definitely something that I would recommend doing. I think it's just important to have all of those different pieces in place to make sure that you are as safe and well taken care of as possible throughout your journey. And of course, adding in those little moments of excitement are really helpful too. So for me specifically, I did overnight stays in Lethbridge, Alberta. Brandon, Manitoba, Thunder Bay, Ontario, and then I stayed with family in Sault Ste. Marie before coming into Toronto. So I had a small amount of time to do some exploring in those areas while I was there, and of course stopped at a few other cities along the way, but I do definitely recommend giving yourself lots of time to see each place that you're passing through so you can really enjoy that journey. Now I'm going to share a condensed list of some of the most important tips 
that I want to share with you if you are planning out a road trip across Canada, and especially if you're doing a solo road trip. As I mentioned, giving yourself lots of time to enjoy it is really helpful, and I do think it's really important to plan out your route ahead of time. As I mentioned, there's so many different route options that you can take, so as long as you know where you're going and approximately how long it will take to get to each place, that will be really helpful. My next tip is to make sure you have forms of entertainment. This is especially relevant if you are traveling solo. Podcasts and musics are really helpful to keep you engaged while you're driving or even calling someone to talk on the phone. That's something I did quite a bit as well and when I did have service to talk on the phone and that's something that can be really helpful too. Of course, you want to make sure your car is stocked up with emergency gear and try your best to do a full checkup before you leave, if possible. Having all of the tech gear you need, such as a car charger for your phone, and making sure that you have any maps or navigation systems that you need to find your way safely is really essential. Snacks and food are also very essential, especially in my book. So try to pack healthy snacks when you can. Consider pre-making sandwiches if possible. And make sure you're drinking a lot of water. Along with that, make sure you're taking lots of breaks to use the bathroom, stretch your legs, get any food that you might need, and take the chance to enjoy some of the sights as well. Another important safety tip that is likely more relevant if you're traveling solo is to make sure that you're checking in with either a family member, friend, or loved one just to let them know where you're at on your journey and that you've arrived to each destination safely. It is a lot of ground to cover, so making sure that you've got at least one person that you're checking in with regularly throughout the journey is really, really helpful just to make sure that you're staying safe. Keep all of these tips in mind and you'll be good to go. I strongly encourage you to take your time and enjoy that journey as much as possible. I know I sound like probably a broken record here, but it is a really beautiful drive and not everyone gets the chance to do this, to take a road trip across Canada, especially if you're going solo and by yourself. So it's a pretty big feat in and of itself. So make sure you are taking time to celebrate that as well. I'd love to see you tag me in your photos. If you are doing your own solo journey, we are on Instagram at Kiara Goes Global. And of course, we've got our website as well and all those relevant links will be in our podcast description. I hope you have an amazing time. I definitely did. I don't know if I would do it again anytime soon just because it is such a long journey. However, I am definitely more motivated to continue exploring. I would love to go further east and actually go all the way out to the east coast of Canada. So hopefully that will be on my list sometime. But for now, it was a pretty incredible experience. 
and I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to do so and enjoy it as much as I could. And I hope you get the chance to do so as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Kiara Goes Global podcast. For more ways to connect with us, you can visit our website at kiaragoesglobal.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We can't wait to connect with you again next time.